0: Welcome to the Pushing Beyond Better podcast. The topic for today is self-invest like a venture capitalist. Here's a definition of a venture capitalist. A venture capitalist is an investor that provides capital to firms exhibiting high growth potential in exchange for an equity stake. Venture capitalists are willing to risk investing in such companies because they earn a massive return on their investments if these companies are a success. That's from investopedia.com. So, a successful VC or VC firm is someone who has invested money into a startup company and has an overall net return across all his investments. The larger that return, the more glory and success flows to that VC's reputation Not that you need a VC reputation, but, you know, as you self-invest in yourself, you're going to build a better life and have deeper relationships. Risk tolerance, diversity in one basket. Investment decisions are also dependent on the risk tolerance and capital available to invest. VCs don't put all their eggs in one basket. Depending on their experience, they look for clues, evidence, aspects of the business, and often at the founders to decide whether they want to invest in this company. Each have their own knowledge and experience to draw from. Every investment doesn't have to win in Silicon Valley for a VC to be successful. Successful VCs have their fair share of failures. The problem they face is no one can reliably look into the future and know for certain which companies will return 100x their investment. So they rely on their experience in the world. They're they're probably talking in groups, whatever, to understand a business, a startup who's pitching to them to decide whether they're going to invest. And obviously, they're going to invest in companies they think could maybe do that 100x. They're not going to just invest in every single company that they have no clue or lack of confidence in them potentially being successful. But when you lay down several investments in companies you believe might return that 100x, then as long as one of them does it, you know, you can win and you can be successful as a VC. Now, you need a lot of money and the average person doesn't have, you know, VC capital to throw around. But it's an important concept and a great analogy for how you can invest in yourself. Reducing risk. A great strategy for reducing risk of loss in the VC game and increase potential gains is to invest in several startups that look like good investments. After taking 50 plus pitches from different startup companies, a few may actually pass through the VC's filtering process onto the next round. These companies who receive funding are believed by the VC to have a high potential for returning 5X to 100X gains on their investment. Let's do some math. A VC firm listens to 100 pitches. 10 pass through their filtering process. The average investment per company is 10 grand, giving a grand total investment of 100 grand. 10 grand times 10 equals 100 grand. So say nine of these companies are total failures but one company returns 15x on that initial investment so they invested 10k they've now received 150k back they initially invested 100k across that portfolio of 10 companies nine failed one succeeded and they've now netted a gain of 50k that's success that's a return that's 50k more than they had before Even though most of their investments failed, one stellar company can mean the difference between a successful VC and a failed VC. A VC who has higher returns on their investments and a higher quantity of winners will reap the most success. Luck obviously pays some role, but VC firms also have experience, strategies, and tactics they draw upon for continued success. There are VCs who pass on Uber, Twitter, or Facebook, but invested in Instagram and Snapchat. And there are ones who missed all of them. There are ones who probably invested in a combination of those big tech companies. You can't win them all, but making several investments in companies that show a high potential for return is a far better strategy than making one investment out of fear of any failure. Risk will never be totally gone in the relationship between VCs and entrepreneurs. So why does this matter to you? Are you a VC investor? Unlikely. If you are, feel free to reach out. Most people are not VC investors. I'm not a VC investor. So why does this matter to you? The idea to translate over to your life from VC thinking is to invest in many different areas of your life that have a high chance of a net gain. This gain could be in life enjoyment, increased creativity, more knowledge on a subject, whatever you find valuable. Invest in that area and you know reap those rewards. You might not always win, but if you do it at scale and across multiple domains, then you will slowly just continue to snowball and enjoy life more and more. Here are some solid investments to implement into your life. More books. Books are great low-cost investments. You've got five to $15, maybe $20 sometimes, and even up to $30 when you got those hardcovers. But they're low-cost investments that provide huge returns If you buy 10 books you are interested in, and when I say 10 books, I mean you've chosen these books, you've read the reviews, you've gotten referrals from people about these books. They're on topics you care about, topics that are interesting to you. They're not books that were assigned to you. You don't have to read them. You're going to read them because you want to learn about that area. You think there might be valuable knowledge that you can apply to your life, or maybe you'll just enjoy the book and have a good time. But if you buy 10 books you are interested in, it is almost guaranteed that you will gain more than that $50 worth of value or that $150 worth of value. At this point in my life, I'm only a couple of years into Audible, but I have a pretty large library and I value it so much. I've probably only read 20 25% of my portfolio of books, but Just continually learning and getting value out of multiple books in different areas of knowledge, it has immense value to me. It might, I'm not sure if it will be for you, I was never a big book reader growing up, but recently when I decided to start educating myself, I started reading books and then listening to books and it's just a fantastic investment. In my opinion, books are grossly undervalued. Some books you read may turn out to be trash. That's fine. You can always just put it down. It doesn't matter. The crazy thing about books is that if that trashy book has one valuable and applicable line in it that you find useful, your investment is at least recouped. You may counter that if you read a bunch of horrible books, then you've not only lost time reading the book, but you also lost money on it. But the chance of that happening when you can rely on countless reviews, referrals from friends, and your own brain, I doubt that seldom happens. You can always stop reading a bad book. Move on to other ones. Find better books. Let that bad book inform your new choice of books. Overall, just search for books in areas that interest you, and you will reap the rewards. Soured towards reading. Here's a little side story. School soured me for most of my life in regards to reading. I grew up liking math almost exclusively. Eventually science came into the fold, I started liking that, and I grew a large disdain for English classes. I did fine in the classes, but SparkNotes was a great friend over actually reading books. His same time was more efficient, I would be asked to read a new book in a few weeks anyways. I couldn't understand the point of reading. It was boring, there were more interesting things to do, like play outside, hang out with friends, and who likes being forced to read a book? Not many people. Only in my last year and a half of college did I realize reading could add immense value to my life for cheap. My favorite way to pick up new books is through referrals from friends, family, other books, or podcasts. Typically, if someone you trust or listen to has valuable ideas, they will be a reliable source for new books to read. And over time, as you get to know their referrals, you get a better understanding of how in line their recommendations are to what you're interested in. What if you've tried and tried to get into reading books, but it's just not for you? I recommend you try audiobooks or podcasts. Audiobooks, on average, may have a higher cost in buying an e-book, but their convenience is unrivaled. The current price difference in audiobooks versus an ebook is because of the additional production value, on top of just writing a book, that is required in creating an audiobook. They are still a fantastic return for their price, especially for the sheer volume you can passively consume. You do need to provide some attention to audio content. I listen to audiobooks when I walk, drive, do dishes, or any other virtually mindless task. Sometimes driving is not a mindless task. Sometimes it requires you focus a lot more attention on the road. But when you're doing your average commute, it's a mindless task, and audiobooks are very easy to consume. Personally, I find that fiction typically requires more of my attention than a nonfiction book. This translates to a slower speed or less distracted mind when listening to it as a requirement. Audiobooks have recently impinged on my previous reading habits and likely account for 95% of what I'm reading months to months. A heads up, online people say read a book when they actually have listened to it. This might be confusing. I might say that, I might write that, and it might be confusing So I'm just laying that out. Apparently, it's two characters shorter and still gets a point across. So it's just a quicker way to talk about listening to audiobooks saying you read it. A bit weird, but that's just how it is. Podcasts and documentaries. Another option is to listen to podcasts. There are plenty of podcasts I would recommend. Tim Ferriss, Sam Harris, Star Talk, Hardcore History, Bad Wizards. That's a philosophical podcast in psychology. Basically, there are countless podcasts on every subject you could want to know about, and they are typically free. I would start here if you are apprehensive to spend money before knowing whether you like listening to audio content or not. I use an app called Podcast Addict, but I think you could use any phone app that has free podcast channels and use that to find Podcasts that you might be interested in. You can also watch documentaries. There are a lot of great documentaries on Netflix, HBO, Hulu, and this is a great alternative if you don't want to read or listen to audio documentaries. They've got a lot more visuals, they provide a lot of information, and they're just interesting to watch. For documentaries, you're already paying for access to them if you have Netflix, HBO, Hulu, any other type of streaming service like that that has documentaries. So Why not learn about some new topics? Besides self-investments like knowledge, how else can you invest in yourself for cheap? You could get a gym membership. The cost is low compared to the cost of healthcare. Exercise is one of the best investments for your physical health in the long term. We all know this, but exercise can also be great for your mental health, which will cascade solid benefits into other areas of your life as well. You don't need to go to the gym. It's free to walk outside or climb most mountains. A habit of movement should be a constant across your whole lifetime if you care about yourself and your well-being. A great tool to go to the gym is using the five-second rule. You can find the source of the TED Talk in the article. It's a great way to just get you over the nonsense in your mind telling you not to do things. You just get it done. Five seconds, just get it done. That's a great tool, or you can find a gym buddy to help you stay accountable. Use whatever tools you want that work. Other great self-investments, relationships, adventures, experiences. These are all noted in social experiences, are key to personal well-being, and you know they help you be social while investing in relationships, and you should check out that article or podcast if you haven't listened to it, and it dives deeper into each of those areas, but at the end of the day, you can invest in you and that's what matters. Cost and value. In the end, it all comes down to value over cost. If the value you gain from an expense is greater than the cost, it's likely worth your investment. The next article in this series will dive deeper into how you can capitalize on a fundamental understanding of cost, value, Expenses and investments. Investing in yourself across multiple avenues of your life, like knowledge, social experiences, health, etc., these can all vastly keep you in the green, keeping life satisfaction up and continually increasing your well-being and enjoyment out of life over time. Diversity of investments, which you think could be good or beneficial, limits your risk of none of them working while increasing the likelihood that some of them work. Some of them are going to return 5X. Some of them are going to return 100X. Explore, try new things. You never know what could be an amazing experience and then all your costs are pulled together and all your value is pulled together. And if you diversify your investments, you can just have infinite gains and upgrades on your life. Just like how venture capitalists make investments, invest in yourself and reap your own dividends from a day one Facebook style investment. If you had the chance back in 2007 or whatever year it was, Facebook was looking for funding. If you could have gotten day one, got that investment, you would be very rich right now and you can do that in all areas of your life. Buy some books, hang out with people. Just become aware of multiple ways that you think different things could increase your life. One incredible investment in yourself could drastically change your lifestyle over the next few years or the next six months. You're worth it. Make time for yourself and make those investments. Thanks for listening. If you're enjoying our content, please go to pushingbeyondbetter.com forward slash support so that we may continue to create content and give value back to you. Thank you.